0: Going on like when you're busy and time's flying,
1: it's nuts. It's like warp, warp speed, and the days just fly past. Yeah,
0: do you ever try and figure out how you could manipulate your mind to make it feel slower?
1: You would think that there's probably maybe meditation. I haven't gotten there yet, it's kind of on the list of something I'd like to try. Um, Maybe meditation, you know, clears out the noise in your head and allows time to
2: be perceived as going slower, perhaps. Maybe. I, I definitely want to try that yeah there's a cool book called the art of stopping time and it's a it's a bunch of one-pagers um, that just give little advice like that you know meditation uh getting out into nature and talking about the rhythms of nature and and things like that but um the art of stopping time I forget the author uh yeah i mean waiting yeah. for a fox 10 minutes feels like four hours he can it depends. 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 All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's like, oh my God, I've been out here two hours and, um, mm-hmm. you know, love really, life. I don't
0: usually get that. It feels like forever, no. especially if stuff happens in the very beginning.
2: Because then, oh, you sure. yeah. the bar is set so high. Yeah. I get it. That. A, a good segue into meditation. I think meditation's tough to, you know, sit in a room and, and really do it without thinking about a thousand other things. I think an active meditation is a great uh, stepping stone, like uh, a walking meditation and really focusing on like each step, like give your brain something to focus. That's not all the other noise. Just like, how's my left foot feel? How's my right foot feel? Like every step and work your way up Man, like a body scan. is to tired by the end of that. <laughs> yeah. But you, you disappear, you like disappear into the woods and you realize like three miles later, the like, dream huh, that's whoa. the dream to disappear in the woods. <laughs> Kind of,
1: kind of, Aaron. You want that's to that's introduce... how I focus on running. Actually,
2: yeah. Do you run? I a... have to.
1: Yeah, I have to take my brain like out of the act of what I'm doing though, and get lost somewhere else. And then it's like, oh yeah, okay, I've run you know three miles already.
0: That's good. I didn't know you yeah.
1: ran. Is this a new thing? Um, I've been off and on for a long time.
0: Yeah, just like when you're feeling sloppy. When I'm
1: feeling sloppy, then yeah. I definitely get out there. Yeah, it's like I
0: run a lot, and I I do it because I hate it. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, it's good to do things that you just
2: hate i don't do it because i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i'm the i'm the runner i'm the worst runner i'm the runner that like ties his shoes loosely so they come untied so i have to stop no you're just too fast i'm the adam danny of running <laughs> and hiking <laughs> i don't know if he listens to this anymore uh but the shoes are like loosely untied like hey guys hold on i gotta tie my shoes
1: just so this <laughs> and then off and the then and intervals. then it's like yeah. Where did he go? And you have no idea. And really, he's just like sitting up against a tree eating a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a nice vegan sandwich.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, you want to introduce yes. uh, our, our buddy here today? We always talk about good
2: and bad, I yeah, guess, right? We not really. We him all the time with his music tastes and other things. No, his music tastes good. Just, uh, his tastes and everything are just very strong. <laughs> opinionated. Strong. He, he, there's no mixer in in Mike Neutrino. It's just straight booze, fiery booze. Uh, no, this is this is Nuch Ten. We talk about him a good amount of the time. We reference him. His work ethic, I think, is uh, top of the line, and that's usually what we're we're talking about and um, giving examples. But he's with us. He hasn't been on the show since when? Seth? episode five. My time. Literally a hundred, episode five. a hundred ago. Mike, a hundred nice. ago. He'll we'll come every hundred.
0: Um, if you that. go back and listen to that interview, it's funny because like Mike and I don't know each other like we do now. That's yeah, bigger. I went back and listened to it because I had to do a, cut out a clip for the Instagram, and I was like, "This is weird." Mike and I would never speak like this like, as friends <laughs> now.
2: It's <laughs> very professional, <laughs> so
0: it's too professional. <laughs> so this will be a lot different. I hope.
2: <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, a lot of pressure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mike Nooch has been. You know, just seeing the transformation, I guess, in those hundred episodes, almost two years, right? So just seeing the, and living with it and side-by-side it and, um, you know, doing projects together, there's just been a, it's been amazing. An amazing two years, crazy. I think two years ago, we never would have thought any of this. Um, He's probably thinking about, like, what cool, like, animal photo could I get? And it's just morphed into this thing of, video drone flying uh corporate events uh doing stuff for products some big product stuff uh working with a band that's up and coming and kind of a a dream band of his uh and then going through the ranks in the last year not even a year uh, i think from last november to now from basically without giving too much away like sneaking in a camera to being on Radio City Music Hall stage uh, with Trey Anastasio from Fish and and Goose and Radio City in the backdrop and taking those photos, um, like that, just that that pathway, I think, is something that we're like, we have to have this guy on because we keep talking about like the the work ethic and getting there and the perseverance and that's a good word for Mike perseverance, um, and we just want to hear that. I guess that story and where things have gone in the last two years, and and ask some questions. So that's yeah. my intro. He's yeah, a real yeah. prick. We all know that <laughs> stubborn um, asshole. Hopefully, um, he shows some of that prickedness, <laughs> so we can. No, he's we can he's always sitting there in a suit and tie and like clean shaven, and no way. I'm the
0: opposite no of that at the moment. The yeah. Opposite. I guess, Mike, <laughs> tell us the goose story. Um, why that was so why you wanted to do that so badly and just yeah. like the whole process of it and sort of i guess we want to hear the story because we want to hear listeners to hear how there's always a creative way to approach something even when you get a bunch of no's you
1: know yeah for sure there's been a lot of no's along the way but um yeah i think um i think i need to back up just a little bit further and sure. give you a little bit of the photographer mindset um, <laughs> that goes into getting kind of where i where i was how that how that happened and you sure. can pay me. You can pay me later for name Sure. Jumping. We'll be yeah, a nice drop. Yeah. There you that's go. all good.
2: Seth's going to yeah. add the jingle in. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. So there's kind of two, two
1: parts of my, my brain when it comes to being creative. There's an analytical side. I've been an engineer for 20 years. Um, in that position, I've been creative in new product development, um, developing new tech for the company. Um and then I've also been in manufacturing side of things where things go wrong and you have to troubleshoot them really quickly in a bit of a pressure cooker. there's time limits. there's, you know, people are looking to you to to fix something quickly and kind of bail them out. So I have this sort of analytical side and um, sort of reasoning and troubleshooting under pressure that I feel plays into a lot of things that I do creatively. Um, the second half, is my history with music and playing guitar since the age of 12. I had an amazing group of friends when I was younger that were all very musically inclined, um, drummers and bass players and guitar players. And I was sort of the last kid to get involved. Um, and I, I wanted to play guitar, Kurt Cobain, just the, you know, everything Kurt Cobain, you know, prior to that time was, was what I was into. And, um, when i when i saw these guys jam they would jam at the at the drummer's house and he was an amazing drummer he's my oldest friend and um i wanted to be a part of that you know people would come to the house to watch them play and it was just so cool and i just i really wanted to be a part of that so i remember us there was a summer maybe when i was 13 14 where i didn't really hang out with anyone i just spent all of my time in my room with my guitar and Fish was the band that everyone's trying to emulate and play their songs, and who can play them better. And it was just, a, it was a fun thing, but it was also a little bit of a, a rivalry. You know, the guitar players all wanted to, you know, be playing these songs and play them the best they could. So you, you know, you wanted to put in the effort to get there. And I saw my first Fish show in '96, and seeing Trey live, who's the guitar player for Fish. Um, just changed the way I looked and approached guitar. Um, his his riffs were incredible. His his improvisation was second to none. Um, and the way he looked, he just you know he he had like a winter cap on and like a long sleeve shirt with a short sleeve Looney Tune shirt on over it. it. Just looked you know kind of I don't give a fuck, but I'm killing it you know. So that just like for me that was everything then. And and you know I spent hours and hours trying to learn like Yem and my friend and mike song and stash like all trying to get all those under my fingers so that i could go back and and play with this group of guys and i i wound up getting to that point and and it was uh it was a lot of work but it it was some of the most rewarding times i had were in bands and you know eventually i wrote my own music and you know just really got fully involved in music and it was a huge part of who i am and how i approach my other art which eventually got into being photography. Um, Okay. So with those two things sort of being Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to get into the story of, of goose now.
2: Hold on. I want to, I want to stop you right there because I've always said, and, and I think you're proving my point that if you can play an instrument, well, if you get to the level of playing an instrument, well, it doesn't have to be perfect, but really well, you understand the blueprint of almost everything else in success. You understand, instruments have immediate feedback, immediate feedback that you messed up. Like you hear the note, you messed up, do it again. You messed up, do it again. And there's no... Some people are more talented than others, but there's no shortcutting the amount of time it takes to get to a point where your your fingers can actually move the way you want them to. Or the tone, the, the preciseness of picking with your right hand, or if it's piano, or whatever instrument it is, there's this like, you absolutely suck in the beginning. And then there's these plateaus, like I, you probably remember learning the F chord first and like, like just a buzz, like you're not strong enough to put that F chord down and then eventually you are, and then you're like, oh, now I can do it. And then there's this another plateau where like, I can never do uh, you enjoy myself that, that riff. And then you can, but if, if you stop on those like stop points where you're like, I could never do that. And then you put the guitar away. That's where it ends for a lot of people. I think it's that like working through those plateaus and keep going. And once you have that blueprint, You can apply that to photography. You can apply that to a business. You can apply that to learning golf, like whatever it is, a relationship, like whatever. And I just think that's important that you said that. And like, that's your starting point. You're basically saying, this is where I learned how to do life. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. For sure. It's funny,
1: while you were saying that, the, the image of Beatrix Kiddo and Kill Bill and trying to break the board inches from her, from her knuckles, right? And mm-hmm. you have to go through those bloody knuckles mm-hmm. before you can break the board, you know? Yeah.
2: Yep. Yep. Exactly.
1: All right, continue. So 2019, November, uh, a friend of mine takes me to a bar called Nietzsche's that I had played at countless times in my band um to go see goose and I had never heard of them prior, walked in cold and no more than a song or two in, and I was like, what in the hell are these guys doing here? Like they don't belong here. They're they're bigger than this bar. No Noctanegis, but they're bigger than that bar. And uh I was blown away by the energy that they had, how fast they were playing, the tone that they all had. They were like they all had their distinctive pockets um in the in the jam. And uh just didn't overplay but just were you know you could tell they practiced a ton and uh and i was not into jam band music at that time i had kind of come out of that and gotten into other things but after that show i was i was way back in big time and i did deep dive in the catalog and you know was trying to soak it all up then covid hit and you know every no one's touring and um and then uh, the summer rolled around and they announced a tour. And I was just like, wow, that's that's freaking sweet. And they were playing in Perry, New York, two shows. Uh, and they did a drive-in tour. And that's how they got around COVID. So you would take your car into the venue and that's your pod. And you could I think it was like five or six tickets you could get for your car. And um, you'd be in your pod and, and socially distanced. And um, so they would play to like, you know, maybe 100 people. So it's, it's pretty... Small crowd, but what they did was they brought their full production, uh, you know, lights, big sound, stage, all of that, and they streamed. And they actually grew through COVID, through streaming, uh, gained popularity. Um, But Perry is really close to Letchworth State Park, which is where I go to shoot landscapes and wildlife at the time. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'll rent a house in Letchworth, I'll invite a bunch of buddies, and then we'll go to those shows at night. And then I was like, well, I'm already going to have my camera gear. Why not try and shoot the band a little, you know, like maybe I could get two songs. So I reached out to their manager and I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm going to these shows. I'm a photographer. Here's my portfolio. It's all animals at that point. Um, And I was like, you know, I just love the opportunity to shoot maybe a couple songs, you know, just try it out. And he got back to me and was just like, Oh, thanks. But no thanks. You know, we're, we're full on photographers. Maybe next time. I was like, okay, well, I still want to shoot this show, you know? I was just like, well.
0: Can I pause you I'm here? Bringing, yeah, go ahead. So at this point, you're wanting to shoot the show. Do you yeah. already have a desired outcome in mind or are you just doing this for fun? Or I'm doing you, it for fun. No, okay. I'm
1: doing it totally for fun at this point. Um, my goal was just, I'm going to this show anyways. I'm a photographer, you know, at least with wildlife this is a new medium i mm-hmm. uh, listen to music all the time i love music w- what could i do if i had i was just thinking like what what's a 200 going to look like right
0: so the experimentation with a band, you know yeah the experimentation was, experimentation was the fun part
1: exactly okay. yes at this Got point it. it was just like what does that look like with my rig cuz you right. know i would only brought a point and shoot to a concert prior to this mm-hmm. and you know you get a very flat image and it's you know pretty grainy by the time you crop right. into anything and it's just like i have a legit rig now what does that look like did you bring when i go to 50 to 600 i did not bring the 150 to that okay. show no it was um it was just the 200 and the 60 or, Okay, uh, cool. No, not 60 uh the 24 to 70 okay um so i send that email off and i get a response back thanks but no thanks and I'm just like, well, I'm going to the show like and I'm going to drive into the venue with my car. So like, they're not going to search my car for camera gear. Like, screw it. I'll just bring it and if security's lax, then I'm going to shoot the show. Um, and it was. Security was super lax. It was like being in a backyard party. Like it was it was absolutely nuts. We're in this giant field. There's like maybe 70 people there and I just you know security was relaxed, so I shot it. I had my two I had I bought some some new glass prism stuff just to play around with, and and I I got twenty shots that I was pretty stoked on uh, over the two days. I I felt really strongly about these twenty shots, and I decided I'm not going to send them. I'm going to wait and see for their next tour. Right, fall tour is probably going to come up. Where are they playing? Where they don't perhaps no photographers right they're from the northeast they're from connecticut where would they play maybe the midwest or down south where they don't have the connections perhaps i'll go to those shows or one of those shows whatever and i'll reach out then and say hey i'm going to these shows they're way out of the way for you it's probably Mm. easier for you to just take me right like just use me right so this is your
2: analytical creative part coming in Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. right? And this is him not getting too excited, but staying, staying level. like level headed, right? And I right. Think that's Most people probably would be like, I'm so stoked on these 20 photos. Like, I'm gonna send them right now. I'm gonna post them on my site. I'm gonna send them out. Hopefully, get some attention from Goose. Um, just like that, patience is, I think, paramount to Mike's success at times. Yeah, I wasn't gonna post any of
1: this. This is, um, you know, I, I have a wildlife page, so I, I wasn't gonna mm-hmm. even mix it in anyway. So. Um, yeah I'm sitting yeah. on them that that was no pressure for me um, so I sat on them and a couple months later they announced they're doing the fall tour and it's they're they're hitting Texas and they're doing four shows in Texas uh, Houston to Austin and a Dallas show and I'm like that's it like that's where I want to go it's four nights in a row like I can you know really um, you know have a good time be able to go to all four minimal travel that's a, that's a good time right there so I send an email and I'm just like hey I bought, and I bought tickets, so I was like, "Hey, I, I, I bought tickets to all four of these shows. I'm going down. I'm gonna have my camera, anyways. I would love the opportunity. Just you know, two songs. Let, let me just. I just want to see what it's about, you know. And um, I don't know. It was like two weeks later. I completely forgot about it. And and I get a an email pings me, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, cool. And he's just like, "Yeah, we'll use you. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what that means, really, but like, sweet, like, um, so like which show are you thinking, you know, just so I can plan. And he's like, all of them. And I was just like, whoa, like, like, so is that like two songs? Like, I always hear like, oh, when you shoot a band, you get like two songs and you got to get the hell out of there, you know? And he's like, no, 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 you'll be all access. And you can go anywhere in the venue you want. and, And you're shooting the whole time. And I was just like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. And then he's like, can you send over your information so that like, we can pay you? And I was like, I'm getting paid? Like, you're going to pay me to do this? Like, I had bought a flight and tickets to the shows. And, like, I I was just like, wow. Like, Mm. so I'm, like, working this now, you know? And and so I had to write back. I was just like, so do I still need my tickets to the shows? Because I didn't want to, like, give them away if I needed them to get in or something, you know? And he's just like, no, 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 no. You you can sell your tickets. I was just like, oh, okay. So so naive. Like, had no freaking clue. Like, totally first time. They're like this rookie.
2: Yeah, exactly. Fucking green yeah. as hell. They're like two two songs. That's shooting for two hours. Like that's not <laughs> yeah, that's right. not any like yeah. Small but this favors. Aaron, this goes back to what you were saying. Like uh,
0: you know, you might be experienced in photography, Mike, but concert photography is probably you're st- you're still green, like you said. So I mean, it's that growing pains of the first chord on the guitar. You're gonna get for better. Sure. You know what I mean? You're you're essentially in maybe a more advanced beginner in this for genre. Sure.
1: Yeah, at this yep. stage in your story. At that stage in the story, for for sure, yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I fly out there, and uh, I have a really good friend. My friend Justin lives down there, and uh, he's in Austin. And he picked me up from the airport, and we drove out to Houston together. He went to all the shows, and um, I'm freaking nervous as hell. Like I am, I am full on shaken, You know, like it was very nervous. What are the thoughts? I I, I just didn't know what to expect. There's now mm. a pressure or an expectation on me because I'm working it as opposed to just being in the right. background. So is, you is know, your,
0: ner- your nerves are not knowing what to expect or does it ever cross in your mind? Like, what if I fuck up or is that not even? It's that both doesn't even of those. Gross. No, it's, it? okay. it's
1: both of those things. Yeah. I, I just didn't know what the expectation would be. And mm. I had no idea what the, you know. What is it to be a concert photographer? Like Fair. that's a complete question mark for me. And I don't do things I, I'm very prepared for everything I do. Um, at least I I I I'll study it to forget it almost. You know, it's like it's like playing guitar, right? Like you run through your scales and you you learn a guitar phrase and you play the shit out of it to forget it in the moment when you need it and play from your heart, right? Right. Like you don't want to be thinking on stage. Like if you're counting time on stage, you're in trouble. <laughs> I don't you
0: think know, you like, want to be thinking even in front of a deer.
1: No. Right. It, it, absolutely. And, and that translates over to, mm-hmm. to photography. Absolutely. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to actually get to an example like that. Sure. It's funny you bring it up, but um, so I'm nervous. Don't know what to expect. So the tour manager comes out, meets me, brings me in through the backstage and I'm just like, wow, this is so freaking cool, you know? And I get onto the floor and they're doing sound check and they finish up what they're doing, first song or whatever. And the, the piano player goes, Hey, are you Mike? And I'm like looking over my shoulder, like, Me? Like, you're talking to me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm just like, Yeah. And he's like, You're the wildlife photographer, right? And I was just like, Yeah. He's like, Oh, we were looking at your stuff last night. We love your your photography. Like, so cool. And I was just like, Jesus. Oh, thanks. And then he's like, um, "We're really interested to see how you transition from wildlife to, f- to to concerts, you know." And in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, fucking me too, buddy." Like, <laughs> in the fucking club, man. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't say that, obviously, but uh, it's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, got some things up my sleeve. Just wait." <laughs> and then he makes the comment, um, "You know, you do whatever you want to do. Be as creative and and take it as far out as you want." And that actually put me at ease Mm -hmm. because it kind of wiped away the expectation portion of it that I was nervous about, like trying to like get shots that they would like because they're maybe used to seeing something from another photographer. So that actually put me at ease
2: quite a bit. I want to stop you there too. I think it's interesting that you being your true self and, you know, the manager comes out and says, Hey, we're going to use you. You didn't panic and be like, "I need to fit this concert photography mold and send them." Uh, here are some point and shoot ones that I did. Here's like, here's just my concert photography. You shared who you are, your wildlife stuff, which right. then in turn the band got a hold of and piqued their interest. Now they they know like your work, and they're like, "Now we're curious to actually see these photos." Versus they get a packet of uh, you know another thousand photography concert photos which you know in a in a bulk might all look pretty much the same Where they're you know that's like oh he's another concert photographer okay like cool uh what's his name mark you know matt mike or whatever <laughs> uh make sure he stays out of the way but something about you being you piqued pete's interest the piano player uh in terms of like, oh, we're we're really curious now. Like we're gonna look back and see how you translated like your craft to this, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's a cool kind of moment.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I was really stoked on that on that moment. Just the the interaction and and them taking a genuine interest in me was very surprising at that, you know, just right off the bat, they were just like, you know, we're we're interested in, in what you're doing. And that mm-hmm. that was really nice. And that that helped put me at ease for sure. And not everyone would do that, you know.
0: It was like he's an artist, right? So he understands, especially when they're you know soloing and improvising on stage. They get, yeah, they get the fact that just because you know that you're a wildlife photographer doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great concert photographer. But they're excited to see how you experiment with it and likely get something different than what they're used to. I think having that conversation as two artists, just in different mediums, probably added to that level of. Synergy, for lack of a better term, right off the hop.
1: It, it could be. It could very well be. Um, it was a very short exchange, but you know, for sure. I, I think I think the undertones of what you just said were definitely present. You know, yeah, I
0: mean, and there can be a lot packed into that's that's unspoken into a right, five-second exactly.
1: exchange. For sure, you know, body language. Yep.
0: You know. Anyways, continue. Yep.
1: <clears throat> sure. So now I'm in this building. I, I take out my camera. I've never been there before. I actually have been to Houston a lot. I've driven past the venue as the House of uh House of Blues, but I'd never been in it. Um but I'm trying to like find lanes, right? Like ahead of time. So I'm there for sound check. I got a couple hours before people start coming in. So I'm like looking, I'm walking around, there's a mezzanine. I'm I'm up there, I'm looking at different lanes and angles and things that would be interesting and trying to, you know, put you you want to put your own stamp on something. You don't want to just keep rehashing what's already been what's already been done you know but i think because i'm fresh and never done it before maybe i'll see something that you know just sets me apart or makes me a little different mm-hmm. by the time people start rolling in though every place that i had scoped out and thought maybe i'll shoot has now become packed with people i didn't really think about that <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh i can't move around and now i'm like kind of freaking out and and i'm 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 running around and not really shooting as much as I probably should have been and I was wasting a lot of energy. And I got out of there and you know after the show drove back to my buddy's house I stayed up, you know, editing all night and I was thinking to myself just a, a little reflection. You know, you're running around and that's not who you are as a photographer. You're a patient wildlife photographer. Like that's what you do. You you go to the spot, you do the research, you plant your ass and you don't move and you let the scene come to you you let the shot come to you and if it doesn't and something happens then you adjust but i was running around wasting energy and that's not my game so i was like you got to tomorrow sit think look take it in and 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 execute you know that that was going to be my strategy and that's what i did and i felt better but it was still chaotic you know i'm I'm used to sitting in a field for hours silence you hear birds chirp and water flowing, all the you know typical stuff it's quiet you're you're plugged into nature. you go to shoot a concert it's wild it's people are screaming and cheering, and you have this music that's just you know, right in your face and, and you have lights that are just blasting you in the face. And, you, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about ISO and shutter speed and position and, you know, just all these things are just it's the, it's this chaos in my mind. And that's not what I do photography for. I don't do photography to get all amped up. I do photography to unplug right. and and to disengage from society and recharge in nature. Mm-hmm. And it, this was like madness to me, you know. It it wasn't my process wasn't jiving with what I was experiencing, you know. Hmm. And and that to me, the process is everything. It's it's about the experience, and it's about making sense in my head of what I'm doing, so that it's so that it's like a a, a really cool experience to create art, right? When it's chaotic and it's wild, that's not great conditions for me personally to create art. I want order and simplicity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like my shots represent that too. Like I always feel like I try to do a portrait that's in tight, but there's just enough surrounding around it to give you a sense of maybe where the animal is, but not a lot of distractions. I like clean. I like simple. I like, you know, that sort of thing. Mm
2: -hmm. And this was the
1: opposite of that. Yeah. Speaking on how you like to keep it simple when you're thrown into, you
0: know, literally a new arena. How do you avoid in in your story at least? How do you avoid overcomplicating things when you're trying to get unique shots necessarily versus what you likely should be doing which is keeping it simple. You know the acronym kiss, keep it simple stupid. Yeah, right.
1: So, so how do you, how do you find that balance? Uh, okay, so it happened the next night. Okay it happened the next night yeah in in Austin it was the second night that I was there so I was comfortable in the venue and they invited me in for lunch so I got to have a sense of who they are a little bit more and that made me more comfortable and then it was maybe second set and I had been I'd been realizing it, something just clicked while I was shooting and it was sort of that. there's two different ways of listening to music in my mind. There's a passive way of listening to it, and there's an active way of listening to it. And passive for me would be like when I'm editing on my computer. You know, I get my shots, I have a glass of bourbon, I got a candle going, I got some music going. And I'm setting the mood, and I'm focused on my work, but I'm passively listening to music. Mm-hmm. The second way of listening would be like being in a band and being a guitar player in an improvisational band. And that, I would say, is actively listening, where you're, you're cued in on maybe a bass line that comes through. And that triggers or inspires you to play something similar. And then you engage in that moment. Or you're listening to the rhythm from the percussion section, and it's, it's vibing you, and, and you're, you're playing more of a percussion line on your guitar. Or you're listening for tension, And the band is building tension. And where is that release coming from? Right? When when is it gonna hit? When's the next one? And I realized that I just switched over my thinking while I was shooting. And I started actively listening. And then I realized it felt all the chaos stripped down and and went to like me being in a band again and listening to my my bandmates. And dialing in on certain moments. And those were the moments my, you know, I was on stage in that band and my instrument was the camera. And here comes the one, or here comes this big tension section and it's about to release. And in those moments is where I found the shots that I was interested in. You know, when I played guitar and the tension, you know, built and then was released, there's a jump or there's a smile or there's a guitar face. There's something in that moment that sets that moment apart and makes it a one-of-a-kind. And I decided, I realized that that's where I started gravitating to were those moments. And that's, that's how I turned the chaos into something that I was familiar with. And it was the music portion of, of my upbringing and and being in a band. And that's how I, that's how I made the process fun for me and something that felt familiar to where I could create art that I felt proud of, you know? Um, So from that point forward, all the shows that I had shot were that sort of blueprint. Pick a spot, let the scene come to you, pay attention, get plugged in, feel the tension, feel the release, capture the shot, move to a new spot. It was like, I just kept repeating that and i felt like the images that i were get that i was getting were they meant something to me they were meaningful they were it was a moment that i could relate to and and create from
2: yeah that's that's awesome and it's true and i think we had a conversation maybe a couple of weeks ago after um the last couple of shows that you went to but just that that understanding of music must put you up just you know that much uh In terms of understanding those moments, understanding musical theory a bit, or even feeling those tensions, those leaves, those landings, those famous Rick landings, uh, to get those moments and to change that mindset. I think if I were to photograph a a concert, um, you know, hearing you talk, that might not be my go to in the beginning. I think it, I would be confused and like scared. <laughs> but I think what I would try to do is like, I need to make sure I get every band member, you know, just boom, 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 like keep doing that and try it and hope to, and then sift through it and get moments, right? Versus attacking, being more aggressive than passive. And I'm curious if in wildlife, um, you know, everything that's you and that formed who you are. Is that similar in your wildlife like do you do you stage yourself in certain areas hoping for these these moments I know it's less predictable potentially than um, than music but at the same point um, is is that sort of the, your same process with wildlife uh, as well as nature and you kind of got or, uh, as well as music and you've gotten away you got away from that in the beginning maybe trying to be someone that you're not and then keyed back into it. That's exactly what a yeah that's exactly what mm-hmm. happened. Um, there's so many lessons
1: learned for me um, climbing a mountain and getting to the top and then and then having this one on one with the mountain and the scene developing, or putting in the thought uh, of, or the the research to find out where these animals will be and then and then posting up and letting the scene you, you can't control the mountain and the sun you know and that scene and the weather you just you're there. To just bring it, you know, into the camera and just dial it in. And it's the same thing with animals. Like I I don't go chasing animals. Like that's not my style. My style is do the research, find out where they go. Maybe it's a trail cam, maybe it's looking at the the, the forest floor and seeing footprints or whatever. And then posting up and letting the scene come to me. And I was chasing the shot at these concerts mm-hmm. and not posting up. And, and observing my environment and letting the scene come to me. And when I, when I did that, when I eventually got back to what it is that makes me the photographer that I am, that's when I felt like I was creating something that I, um, I was really dialed into.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's the difference and can be the difference between good shots and great shots. You know, you, you can chase some animals, but you're not going to get the setup. You, you, or you might drive the car and, you know, oh, there's there's a situation. You, you try to run out without spooking them and uh, get a photo. It's not the same thought as, you know, waiting and waiting for something to happen and putting hours into an environment or, you know, uh, a situation with animals mm-hmm. that are there. Um, and I would think the same thing. Even portraiture, I think it's really hard to tell people to pose, right? Like if you're doing portraits, like, hey, can you move your, like, it becomes very just static. Uh, if we're doing portraits, I talked with, the, with Seth about this, like putting on a longer lens and giving some space and letting people, you know, go enjoy this picnic on your own. I'm going to be way over here and I'm going to let some moments happen you know, some jokes happen. I'm not going to tell you to fake laugh. That's, that's not going to translate as well. So I think there's a lot to be said for that sort of really thinking about the scene, uh, and, uh, letting it happen, letting it occur, but putting in the work ahead of time to understand the scene. Like who knows the, who knows goose's music better than you, Mike. You know,
1: yeah, like, yeah, no, I countless, countless hours. I've, I've, yeah, I, you know, me when I deep
2: yeah. dive into something, it's, it's, it's all in, you know. But again, and that's, that's somewhat of pleasure. And it's like, you know, find a passion that you, you love or, you know, find a job that you love. It, it is a passion for you for sure. Um, and you're enjoying it. But at the same time, it's still, it's still hours. You know, it's, yeah. it's still like if, if Joe Schmo got the, Goose gig to go take photos, and he's never listened to them once. He's at an extreme disadvantage from someone like you, or oh, even that's everything. Yeah, I think that's even everything. yeah, even the the a biggest fan that doesn't even take photography might do a better job understanding the music and what's going to happen. Exactly, there's no yeah. doubt about that. And it's
1: funny while you were saying that, it, it triggered something else in my mind. You know, the difference between shooting a fox when he knows you're there versus doesn't know you're there. Right, Those are two different images, right? And I, mm-hmm. would, I would err on the side of, I, I don't want him to know I'm there. I'm going to have some more intimate moments that are going to translate into images better than if he's spooked and not comfortable. Um, and I feel like the same thing with the music then. When I wait for those moments of tension release or um, someone being really dialed in and not knowing I'm there because they're so into the moment of of creation versus them just maybe like pick the drummer and he's just, you know, riding the ride. And, and it's not that like, he's not that dialed in and he knows I'm there. I'm not going to have as good of a shot. It's the moments that they lose themselves. And I am riding that ride with them and capture it at that right time.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Um, so so you think I'm going to, you've done all four. You've done all four concerts
0: or nights in, in Texas at this point. Yeah. Um, let's fast forward the the story along to how you get to radio city, yep, which happened sure. last weekend, right? Yep. That was, last I have a weekend. list of questions I want to ask, but I don't want to ask until the story's done.
1: For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there's, a, I think there's one thing I want to say. Um, it's a little bit of a dark cloud and a little bit of a bummer, but I'm going to try and bring it back up after this. So, sure. um, I have a very old friend that, that drummer that I was talking about that everyone wanted to play with. And, um, I had an extra ticket to those Perry shows and, uh, I wound up not inviting him, uh, for reasons I won't get into, but he wound up passing away a few days after that show. And I had like a tremendous amount of guilt for a while about not inviting him to those shows. And, uh, You know, just what what a nice experience that would have been to, like, have a nice hang with him, you know, one last time. Mm. So, the Radio City show comes on the calendar, and it is pretty much the one-year anniversary of his passing. And I put in for those shows, and I didn't get them. And I felt like, I need this. You know, like, I really want these shows I want to be a part of it and I know like he would have gone bananas for that you know that would have been something that he would have been super stoked on you know so I had just the week before had traveled with the band we did Burlington we had a couple off days we all hung out together had a really great time you know at this point now I'm starting to feel like these guys are my friends you know Um, we our chemistry is great we get along great um, we have really good dialogue together um, the conversations are fantastic and we can like party and hang together and it, it's just a really a, a, the whole family is is great like their whole group from the guy that holds the steady cam to the guy that's calling the plays for you know which camera to go to for the for the stream to the light guy to the engineers to like just everyone involved with their production is just they're assassins at what they do, and they're the nicest freaking people. Which I'm just not used to that. I I just don't have a lot of that sort of positivity and support um, from from friends. It's a it's a little bit of a different thing. I love my friends, but it's we're just not those type of people to be like overly you know positive. And I, I it was eye
2: opening, and, and I, I appreciated it. It's it's really really nice. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard you say coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> you prickly old grumpy bastard. I know, I know, I know. But it it's so, true. They they
1: kind of cracked away a little bit of the, the, yes. the hard candy shell. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> so I reached out to the to the um tour manager and I was just like, listen, I didn't get these shows. Um, but I would really appreciate it if I could just get my gear in, you know, and I'll stay front of house. I'll stay away from everyone. I won't get in the way. I just, I would love to be a part of these, these radio city shows. Um, what do you, what do you think? And she got back to me and was just like, absolutely. You know, and that just, (laughs) that was a great moment. Like that really, I was so happy. Just very, very happy for that. Um, so I just started like, you know, looking at the venue, researching the venue, whatever. But in the back of my mind, I was like, it, it like clicked. I was like, Oh yeah, there was like, I'm a big fan of Krangbin, and they had played a show at radio city. And I remembered passing by an image of theirs where they were out on the marquee, the venue. And it was a shot from like across the street. And the top of the sign for radio city was kind of cut off and they were kind of distant. I was just like, Man, I love that shot. And as soon as they said that they were playing Radio City, I was like, "Oh, that'd be sick to get that shot," you know. And um, but I was like, I could, I want to make it different. Like I want to make it my own. I don't want to just rip the same shot. So I got into Google Street View. I started walking down the street, and I was looking up at the building. And then as I'm like panning around the street and looking up, I noticed right on the corner of the of the street, right in front of the marquee. Um, there's this this profile of the building that like you get the full building, you get the two Radio City Music Hall signs that are vertical, like all following these lines up to the sky, and they act like bookends. If I could get the band in in between those signs, I was like, this is the shot, you know. And I I immediately started like sketching it, and I, I drew the building, I drew the guys on there, and just like was looking at it, I was like, this is. I love this perspective and I don't shoot buildings. I'm not like a, a, you know, architectural photographer, like, but these lines for some reason were just like speaking to me. And I was so excited about the potential of this shot. And I was like telling everyone about it, you know, like I got this idea, man, I hope I could like pull this off. Like, I don't know what goes into it. You know, like I'm, I'm looking through, I'm doing online searches and I'm seeing maybe two bands that have been on the marquee for that picture. And I'm thinking to myself, if I'm in a band and I'm playing radio city music hall, I want that fucking shot, you know, like why aren't there more of these? And then I'm thinking to myself, maybe they, maybe they snuck out the window, you know, cause there's windows that get out to the marquee. I'm like, maybe they snuck out the window and they just sent their photographer across the street to get a quick banger, you know, and, and just jump back in. Right. Because nothing else made sense to me. It just, why would everyone not have that shot posted? And there just wasn't that much let alone that perspective. There were two and they were all from the same perspective across the street. So I was like, man, I have the opportunity maybe to do something different too, you know? And um, so I waited a week before the show and I texted Pete, the piano player. I was like, yo, I have this idea for a shot. You know, Crangbin got out on the marquee. I have this different composition I'm really jazzed up about. I'd love the opportunity to try and get, get this with you guys. And he texts me back, um, like, cool or something like that, you know? just like i I don't know what that means you know like cool Cool, all right
2: right, it's sick like all right did you write back good talk no 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 i didn't i didn't maybe i should have it's funny uh, when
0: people aren't as psyched as you are you're expecting
1: like oh holy
0: shit yeah let's do it man you're a creative genius
1: (laughs) yeah right i just don't know where i stood like i don't need that but it would have been like let's do it or something like that yeah so like uh, um and maybe he didn't say that exactly, but it was very vague. Whatever he said responded back. It was like, are we doing it or aren't we doing it? That's the thumbs up emoji. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, a couple days go by and he texts me back and he's like, let's do it. And I'm just like, "Fuck yeah, you know, but I had a ton of reservations about the shot. Like, how do we get out there? Do we need to climb through windows? So I was like, yo, do you have like five minutes? We could just have a quick call because I'm a little nervous about some things. He's like, oh, yeah. So I get on the phone, I'm just like, I tell you what what I said to you, which is basically like, I think we might have to crawl out a window. I don't know if you're cool with that. I am up to you. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Our management team reached out to the venue and they're going to escort us up onto the marquee at 1230 on Friday. It's in our schedule. You're the photographer. And I can't explain to you the, the feeling of stress that melted away from me. And how good that felt to be like, this is a legit photo shoot with like my favorite band. And like, <laughs> and and there's a time and it's, it's like, it's happening. Like it just felt so
2: unbelievable, you know? Yeah. This is where you got cocky and you're like, Ooh, high noon. That's it. No, I'm <sighs> telling you like that was, that was
1: immediately <laughs> yeah. came into my mind immediately. I was like, shit. Like, that literally could not be the worst time to take the shot, you know, try to get a band um, up for sunrise. Good luck. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, that wasn't happening. Yeah, for sure. So I, I was, I was, everything was great, but now it's the weather, right? That was what I fixated on. Um, and so I'm, that's happening on a Friday. I'm leaving on a Thursday, right? I am one hour from getting into the car and I get a text message from the tour manager. And she's like, you know, you're getting a bit of an upgrade and she's like, you're going to get an all access pass and you're going to be shooting with um, Blakesburg and, and Berta and Blakesburg shot for the Grateful Dead through the eighties, you know, iconic f- photographer. And, um, and, and we're doing our, our new record comes out on Friday and we're doing a record store signing on Saturday, we want you to cover that. And then we have this limited edition gear that we're gonna do a pop-up store, and we want you to cover that. And I'm telling you, I I don't think I've ever screamed fuck yeah louder than I did after getting that text message. Like, I, <laughs> you know, just thinking about mm. my buddy in that moment and being able to like, like I I did it. Like I will be on stage at Radio City Music Hall and you know, like how stoked my buddy would have been for that, you know? And, and with the anniversary of, of him passing, coming up, like it was just, he was on my mind and he was with me like every step of the way on this trip, you know? And I'll, I'll, I'll get more into that as, as I go. But so it's, it's Friday now and I'm driving to the, to the, to the venue. I'm getting an Uber and the whole time I'm like freaking out. Like I am so nervous. Like the sun there's not a cloud in the sky. The sun is just blasting away. You know, it's a hot day. It's a hot sun. It's going to be 1230, high noon. I'm just like, damn it, you know? And, and you know, here's here's an, another little, little thing. You know, when you go to shoot, you climb a mountain and, and you risk your life a little bit. Maybe it gets a little dicey. You make it to the top and the mountain's there and, and you're in cloud or something like that. That you know, and, and it goes to shit. That's a stressful shot. You you put a lot of planning, and you feel great about it. But if it goes wrong, you have no one. You're not letting the mountain down. Mm-hmm. There, there's no pressure on you as a photographer to make that happen. It's it's more of a lessons learned thing, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get someone else excited about a shot, you know, let alone this, you know, the band that you're shooting for. There's a sense of, I don't want to let them down. You know, now I'm beholden to these, to these guys. And if they're excited about a shot and I'm excited about the shot, that's more pressure than just the landscape or the wildlife. Like the fox isn't paying me for the portraits of him. So I don't feel like I'm on the hook if I don't get something good. I'm on, I feel like I'm on the hook for this, for the shot, you know, okay. um, unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. So I'm stressed. And I get there, and I I take my camera. out. I didn't even go in the building yet, and I'm like composing the shot. Like I'm, where is this spot that I saw in Google Street View? You know, I want to almost put a piece of chalk on the ground and and, and you know mark it off. And it, Just it mark there's a, box a cross and scream at people if they step in it. Right, exactly. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the way. <laughs> but um, so I'm like. There's a crosswalk and you, there's painted lines on the ground. And it was the fourth line all the way to the end. Look up. That's your spot. Right. So I had it all mapped out. The sun is just screaming. I was hopeful maybe like there'd be a building that would put it in shade. Nope. It is just blasting sunlight, you know? So I go in, you know, I get all checked in, set up my office. Um, and and it's 1230. So we go out, they escort us out onto the marquee. It's freaking sun's blasting there's like a little bit of a, um, there's like a riser that they put up there and um, I have them on the riser, but it's not centered um, between the signs like I wanted. So I was like, okay guys, can you be all over on this side of the riser and, um, You know, and then I pointed down to like where I'm going to be, so you're going to look that way. And I kind of went over my checklist, like guys, if you don't mind, like just make sure your hair is not in your face. I know the sun's out, try not to be too squinty. Like I went over this laundry list of things I had bought: walkie talkies for this shot because I knew I was going to need to communicate with them while they're up on the marquee and I'm down at the ground. So I gave them the the walkie. You know, it's just super prepared for this shot. It was really, I was really into the shot. So I get down. I have to go down now to the ground level. I get outside. I'm dialing in my settings. I look up and I'm ready to take that shutter shot. And I realize there's this big fluffy cloud. I don't know where the hell it came from, but it just rolled in as soon as Mm -hmm. I was about to take that shot. And it just gave me this beautiful diffused light and I couldn't help, but just think of Tommy boy. And how, you know, at the end of the movie when he's, you know, <laughs> stuck on that lake and he's like talking to his dad, you know, and he's just like, you know, could use a little help, a little wind here, dad, you know, and I just felt like, you know, my buddy blew that cloud, you know, into the, into the sun. And I just, mm. it was heavy. Um, so I took that shot and the, the stress that like just melted away and uh, it was, it was insane. How many clicks are you taking in that moment? Um, I think I took maybe four, five tops. I knew after the first click I had it.
2: Yeah, yeah. you know,
1: like I, I had the settings dialed in. I, I knew I had it. Mm-hmm. I, I did four just to make sure. You know, I always do a, I always do a, a point away, adjust focus, like focus far away, and then mm-hmm. refocus on my subject in a situation like that, just to make sure that focus is dialed. Because sometimes I find when I focus on something and I take the shot and then I refocus again and it's on the same like depth that mm-hmm. it doesn't, I want to know that it meters, right? Like I want right, to know, right. like I want to feel the barrel of the lens snap to the focal point. And you don't get that when you leave it in the same spot, you know same what I mean? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I, I do that when I can, I, you, you know, you can't do that with wildlife when they're, you know, if it's a bird flying or something like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. if I have the opportunity to do that, I always
2: reset my focal tap. Uh, just a, I mean, a moment here too, when we talk about this on the, on the mindset with getting gigs or, uh, moving up the ranks, I, I guarantee, you know, Mike sends out this idea, he sends out this high of this concept. I'm thinking about your show days before I'm like, I'm involved. I'm in it. I'm being creative with it. Here's my idea versus photographers that might just show up you know, and do their job and do it well. But there's, we talk about it with product photography, you know, buying the product and and showing a concept mm-hmm. before you pitch a bigger idea or a bigger moment. And Mike's reaching out with like, you know, complete just involvement in this show and in this moment and Radio City and coming up with concepts. And I guarantee there's some correlation between that text that he got saying, hey, we want to give you all access and uh, we want you to do these parts and whatnot. And that interaction with one of the, the lead singers uh, and lead members of the band, uh, the piano player, uh, and showing just the involvement. I mean, I think that goes a long way and we've said it in our relationship a thousand times. Um, and I think it's just important to point out like going that extra mile and preparing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, maybe. I don't think of it that way, but it's just how I do, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Even before you were going to Texas though, before the New York City show, the first part of your email said, "I've already bought tickets." You know, we talk about that all the time, especially when you're sending pitches. Like, "I already own your product. I've already bought it." Cuz then that instantly
1: gets people's attention as well. Totally. I mean, that's Aaron and you, you know, we we the three of us talk about that all the time. That's like our biggest strategy for for product photography is buy that product, try it out, have some sort of understanding of why we like it and then make sure that they know that that's why. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's that's always worked for us. i don't ever get that way with this band though. it's it's funny. i don't think of those things in in terms of cuz like i guess products are a little colder than people, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that those that i tend to not really think in those terms at all when i'm dealing with this band. it's more just like like I said, now I'm more friends with them now, and it's just like just trying to create and and
2: grow together, you know? Yeah. No, it's it's more it's more natural. And I'm just saying, if had you not been thinking about specific shots and like I need this shot and we as a band you would want this shot. Had you not been thinking about that and you just showed up. Oh yeah. I would bet you'd just get your pass like you asked.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe there, yeah. There, probably there's
2: some there's some connection and talk, and you talk with Pete, and then and you get this magical text that you have full access. There's, there's this sort of connection, because it is people. It's not a product, but there's a connection that's forming because of the ideas and the thoughts and the thoughtfulness uh, about the moment. I yeah, think. I, I could I, be wrong, I, I'm assuming. but It makes sense, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I think there's something to be
0: said as well for going into something with the intention of giving and not mm intention of what am I going to get from this Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it sounds counterproductive but I think when you go to into any kind of relationship to give you both walk away with so much more I think you're right yeah
2: that's true I mean how many times
0: have you gone into something thinking oh if I do this I'm going to get that and I'm going to get that and this and it just doesn't pan out but then the times when you just go into something with uh, you know full passion your your full level of psychedness for lack of a better term and you're not expecting anything back. If anything happens, great, bonus. But it just always ends up working out better, it seems.
2: Or it separates the give and takers from, you know, we've heard uh, companies get 200 emails a week saying, hey, can I take photos of your products? Well, How many exactly. do you think Goose gets too? Yeah, exactly. Probably the same. I mean, it is a business, so the same. Um, and there's a difference between all those emails we have to the person now has to do the research who is this person let me look at their page let me look at their do what is it above and beyond the other 199 emails like how am i going to even choose half of those go more than half most go ignored but if it subject matter goes hey, our subject line says hey i have this idea or i did this for you already oh i bought this product i love it this is i have a concept for fathers day coming up like whatever mm-hmm. it may be it's a completely different tone it's like someone that's involved and interested in your company and your product not just saying like what i'll do this for you like you know like it's just a completely different energy yeah i have a list
0: of notes with questions is it safe to get to those mike or is your story uh still going
1: yeah, What's kind of still out? going. Okay, <laughs> I could. I'll, I'll hurry it up. Are we? Are we pressed for time? I'm not. I'm no, we're address. not
0: pressed for time. I'm not rushing okay. you. I'm just excited to ask you a bunch of questions. It's phenomenal. Yeah,
1: let me let me round this out because it, it sure. there's some some more crazy stuff that happened. Um, so the next day I got that shot. They posted it, and and the I immediately got responses back from friends and family. Just like you know, holy shit! Like it happened. Like it worked for you. Like I'm so happy for you you know and and that felt so good to like uh have that like it it happened it was done and it's out there you know mm-hmm. um that was great you know what's funny and, mike um,
0: what's up i'm looking at the photo right now on instagram i invite everyone yeah. to check it out um on goose's page it's not on yours cuz yours is wildlife that's at goose right. the band the little verified check mark scroll down you'll see the the radio city venue with these little uh the, with the band members on the murky, but I'm laughing because the very first comment is I have two tickets if needed. So your shot could not have been that great. Cause like people are trying to get rid of their tickets after seeing it. <laughs>
1: that Dude, that's funny. the equivalent. So that happens every time they play a show. And and it's like, that's the equivalent of us getting those like, Hey, want to make more money on our comments? You know? Yeah. I'm just yeah, dying. Yeah. I'm dying. So yeah. looking at your phone, it's like needs Saturday night tickets, face value great seats. It's <laughs> just so many. <laughs> so maybe you're just a hack. Yeah, could be, <laughs> probably. Spam. That's, pr- that's probably right. So, um, all right, now I'll, I, I shot that show, right, Friday night, and it's at Radio City, and I got really worked up, like very excited about being there, and uh, I found myself running around again. And, um, you know, there's three mezzanines. It's a very distinctive-looking venue, and I was trying to, like, you know, incorporate a lot of the scene, and just found myself running again and getting away from, my philosophy of just like mm-hmm. chill, pick a spot, let it come to you. And I, I just totally let that go. And so I, I didn't love what I got that night, but you know, I, I definitely did get some shots. And, um, um, so I spent the whole night editing, got my shots in. And then the next morning was, um, the, the record store signing and, you know, getting there and seeing the line of people that were just super excited to be there. It just, it, it made me feel so much just the gratitude, the fortunateness of of being there, you know, like it just really hit home seeing seeing that scene. It was very cool. So then I leave there and I go back to the venue and the tour manager is like, Hey, you got a second? Kind of calls me into her office and she's just like she's like, We're gonna have a closed sound check. And um Trey Anastasio from Fish is gonna be here and he's gonna sit in. And he's going to be in sound check in like an hour. And uh, we want Jeez. you to get down there and start shooting. And I. I still am trying to like understand what I felt in that moment. Again, I definitely like my buddy popped right into my mind in that moment. Just like, and I remember kind of being like, can you fucking believe this? You know, I, I almost was having, and I, I was very sleep deprived at that time and had partied very hard the night before, but, um. I felt like I was having that whole day. I felt like I was having a dialogue with him the whole time, you know, like he was there with me that, that particular day. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get down there and, and the guitar tech is setting up his rig, which is just so iconic, you know, like his guitar is just so recognizable. It's a complete one of a kind and, and you see it there and you see all the, his his pedals board and his his amps and you're just like holy fuck <laughs> and um you know then they had Father John Misty comes strolling out onto the freaking stage and he they're doing one of his songs and mm-hmm. i'm just like what the fuck is happening you know like this is just incredible and so i'm shooting him and and then you know he leaves and they're doing their normal songs, and the energy, the electricity with everyone knowing that Trey was going to be there at any moment was just so palpable. It was nuts. And sure enough, here he comes. He's walking out on the stage, and he goes around and gives everyone a handshake, and you're capturing these moments of first interaction between everyone him and Father John Misty, he's on the drums, and Trey reaches through and grabs a, you know, he grabs his hand, and I, I, got that shot, and you know he goes over and you know fist bumps Pete, and I get that shot, and and um, shit, he even shook my hand. It's like it was insane, crazy. It was insane. Um, and then they start, you know, doing their their practice session, and I'm getting these shots that just like. I, I have always taken a point and shoot and just had this perspective from the stage. And now I'm like on stage with my full rig, radio city music hall, Trey Anastasio, my favorite band. Like what in the hell is going on? I just, it was insane. So that ends show starts, you know, and it's a cooking show. And I'm, I'm in my head. I'm like, stay calm. Let the shots come to you, you know, like just chill. And I, and I did. And, you know, and I felt like my pictures were we're better for it. So it gets to the third set, and that's when Trey's coming out. And I had to make the decision: am I going to go out into the crowd, or am I'm going to stay on the stage? Because going out into the crowd, there is no like photographer pit. It's everyone's arms are on the stage. You know, you're in the orchestra, so you'd have to wade through people and then post up there, and that's the only perspective you're going to get, or you're going to lose it. So I made that decision. I've gotten a million shots of shots a tray, you know, from all the years of going to these shows from the crowd. And I have this opportunity to be on stage. That's where I'm going to be. And and most of the photographers were down in that pit. And he comes out, place goes nuts. I'm standing, you know, between the drum sets which is right in the middle of the stage and their backs are to me the entire time. I was expecting them to kind of like square off and have like a little bit of a dueling session or something like that. They were just laser locked totally forward and did not flinch and I was just like fuck. Like did I screw this up? Like it's too late to go into the crowd and get shots from the front. Like that is not happening. And um I was freaking out a little bit. Uh, I was really stressed. Like, I'm, you know, all I could do is get shots from the side. Those aren't good angles. I tried to go like way up in the balcony and and shoot with my long lens down. And I got some okay shots, but I'm like, these people in front are getting the shots. Like, I fucked up. I came back to the stage, I think it was after the second song. And I'm in the middle, in between the drums again, looking at them, and the, the, the song ends. And it goes completely pitch black, no light whatsoever. But I see Trey reach over to Rick and gave him like a pat on the back. And I was like, oh my God. Like that's that's the shot. Like that's the moment. It's not them playing. It's gonna be them embracing. And at the end of the show, the lights are gonna come on. I'm gonna be right in between them. And there's gonna be some sort of embrace. I don't know what it is. It might be a high five, it might be a fist bump, it might be a hug. I'm going to be there for that moment with this three leveled marquee or not marquee a uh, three leveled um, balcony and all these people you know standing in the front row like that's the shot that's what I want and um, so they they did their encore. And like everyone, you know, Father John came back out. He's playing drums. The the drummer is now playing guitar and he's running around having a great time. And I'm getting all those shots. But here's the end of the song. I feel it coming. I get right in between those drums. The show ends. They put down the guitar. The lights come on. And I am just there for this fist bump that happened to me in slow motion. And it came in. And as soon as the knuckles touch, I have that moment. They're both looking at each other, grin ear to ear. I have perfect sides of both of their faces. People's arms in the crowd are up in the air. It, it, I I just, I nailed focus. I nailed exposure. I looked back at it and I was just like, holy shit. Like that's going on the fucking wall, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I just took a picture of the back of my camera and, you know, the show ends and we're all like, you know, going back up to the green room and and hanging out, and everyone's like just super excited. That was like such an amazing show, such an amazing moment for Goose, amazing moment for me, and um, and I'm at the after party. Oh, you know, I left out one last thing. They had an acoustic set, and and they played. This was really heavy for me, and that, that's why I 'm going to t- tell it, but it, it just added to the emotion of the night. Um, they did an acoustic set, and they played an arcade fire song called "Wake Up," and I was on my knees, you know, taking a shot during sound check, and uh, that my that drummer buddy was an ama- like he was a huge arcade fire fan, and that that hit me hard like I got it was some tough swallows there yeah. and um and it's just like how the like with the tray thing and then with like the cloud and then now them actually covering like one of his favorite bands it was just like it was just so overwhelming you know a couple tough swallows and then they did Atlantic City which the chorus to that song is you know everything dies baby that's a fact but maybe everything that dies someday will come back and it was just like i i just had to go off stage i, I needed some water you know it was it was a tough pill to swallow Um, but having that moment of like, I felt like he was there with me really. And I'm not that spiritual of a person, but it just, how, how could you not in that moment, you know? So at the end of the show, um, you know, there was like an after party thing and and we did that. And then I saw, you know, it, it had calmed down. A lot of people left. It's like maybe four in the morning and, uh, and Rick's off to the side and I was just like, I just showed him the picture, you know? And he was like, oh man, that's really cool, you know, like, great moment, you know? And um, he was like, I had this moment um, when Father John Misty walked out on the stage and he's telling me this story about how he had a friend who turned him on to Father John Misty and this particular song, writing a novel. And um, he was like, he passed away. And he was like, When I saw Father John walk out on the stage, you know, sold out Radio City Music Hall, and he walks out on stage and we're about to play that song. He's like, I felt like my friend was there with me. Hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) Hmm. you know, I was like, I had the same fucking experience tonight, like the same situation. And uh, that shared moment was just so special to me, at least. crazy it's just absolutely insane is. And, and so it's,
2: i it's i added it's you know, yeah it's sorry vul- vulnerability it's vulnerability yeah, you know right. and it's just now, now you guys are connected on a, a different level right yeah yeah um so i went home
1: back to my friend's house in brooklyn and um i edited through the night i didn't sleep that night just i was so wired and just shot and like, like i was so tired that it was like beyond sleeping like I just i it was crazy. Got all my edits done. I turn the edits in and I start driving home. And uh, I'm maybe two hours into the drive, three hours, something like that. And I'm just kind of zoned. I'm like really crispy, like really, really crispy. And um, my phone starts blowing up. And uh, I look down and it's someone I haven't talked to. This is the first text that I saw. It was someone I haven't talked to in in. Eight years, 10 years. And he's like, is this you? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's my, he screen grabbed my picture of that moment with the fist bump. And Trey Anastasio had posted that picture. And I don't know, man. That was, uh, yeah. That was insane.
2: Absolutely insane. Same. You're, 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 it's, it's so the, the uh, synergy and the just the the I don't know the connections in this entire story. Like you starting guitar with fish as your muse. Like I, I need to learn these things to to this moment where then Trey is posting your art onto his page. Right, It's right. It's fucked. I'm still trying to. <laughs> I'm still really struggling with it. We could write a book about it. Yeah. There's one point I have to point out is that. You got to a point in well, you got to a point before Radio City where you're comfortable with your art and your craft and not trying to be a concert photographer, but being yourself. I think that was interesting. I think radio city the the pressure the the bigness of it you found yourself on night one being someone else again, yep, kind of yeah, like scrambling sure. night two you were able to you know. Get your shit together, man, and be back to who you are. And in that moment, so secure with yourself that like this part blew me away where you're like, okay, Trey's out here. I personally, you're saying, I, I already have a bunch of those photos. What's a unique photo for me? What would be a creative difference for me versus what's everyone else doing? Oh my God. The other four photographers are going in front. I should go in front. Like the, the, Getting rid of the FOMO of fear, missing out, or uh, you know, just following the lead of other people, just really capturing and getting back to who who am I and what do I need to do now to be successful. I think that's really telling of the strength of your mentality. Um, because I don't, I don't know if I could say that I would have done the same. I think I would have been overwhelmed by the moment and just kind of followed um, with like the obvious shot yeah i definitely had my doubts um once i had made the decision no doubt but i'm, I'm yeah. really glad i stuck with it <laughs> of course but that that's what that's what paid off and that was like the that's like waiting eight hours for a fox to come out of a den right like uh you just know you don't know you don't know it's going to pay off but if it does y- you're going to have a great shot and that's the risk you take i guess yep. and it worked yep, for sure
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so, uh, that's pretty much the end of the story so I.
1: I don't
0: know. here's a question for you right off the bat So, yeah. I think Aaron we've talked about this before as an example um, like when Olympic athletes win a gold medal or when happens a lot with astronauts when they go to space and come back to me Mike this sounds like one of the pinnacles of your I don't know life is life. that fair to say? yep that's fair to say have you dealt with come down? like you, you've been at such a high right it's almost like there's a new threshold to hit is there has there been like a a come back down to earth type
1: of thing or are you still kind of riding it i mean the next day i had to go into work right here we go and and here we go <clears throat> and it couldn't have it couldn't have Put more of an exclamation point on I want to be doing this type of work the rest of my life. And to have my buddy in my mind and now have his anniversary of one year passing and the finite amount of time that you have as being alive even and to spend that not doing what you love doing. And, you know, Aaron sums that that sort of Summed up the story real quickly where like, okay, I put all this time into working on music and listening to fish and following them around the country to then being able to photograph my favorite band and follow them and see them um, grow and progress. And then to be in a position to take a picture of Trey Anastasio on stage at Radio City Music Hall in front of a sold out crowd and have him post the art that I captured you can't help but think like okay i went to school to be an engineer and I, that was my career but it almost feels like i've been training for that picture not to be like overly grandiose about it but it almost feels like i spent my whole life kind of leading up to that moment and 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 all the training with wildlife and and having patience and all those hours that i put in weren't to get animal shots but to get this this picture that will go on my wall for forever in a moment that I will never, ever forget, you know? Um, and again, I I don't mean that to sound super grand. It's just, right. It was a vibe. It was a vibe that I had while I was driving home. Like, like all the music practice, photography practice went into really, it all got used. All those tools got used for that shot.
0: So to follow up, are you more energized and inspired or are you like, that was a lot, you know it's a lot of no. based in your story that's a lot of emotion that's a lot of work like
1: are you where are you at I'm really I think it was really telling of of me was, as a, as a just if I'm going to reevaluate like what who am I what am I doing I proved to myself that in a moment that big that I don't falter you know I can push through persevere and and get good get good uh, good art for myself. And I'm I'm only doing this for myself. I'm not like, yes, I have a, you know, a client and they want my stuff, but I'm doing this selfishly for me because I love this this form of art. And I love photography and I want to be able to explore it and and do new things with it. And when things start to get stale, maybe you're you're sick of the wildlife around you like I want to like move on to the next thing and and try and like mm-hmm. see what else is out there, you know you that, that less, could be interesting to me.
0: Are you any less excited to get back in the woods? Like, has this kind of shifted your attention, or has it had no effect?
1: No, I, I don't think so. I went out um, yesterday to shoot. I, I nice. think that everything has its place, and I don't feel like um, anything's lesser okay. than something else. Like, I still use going out into the woods as a way of recharging that's that's always going to be therapeutic for me um yes the the radio city thing you know challenged every facet of my being from from endurance to to you know mental challenges and exercises to technical situations all of that was present and maybe I don't use that in all the other things but you can't operate at that level all the time like there's no way you know you would be totally burnt out so it's again reevaluating your process, tweaking things that got a little out of control there's always you know it's always practice right like there's always mm-hmm. practice and, and working out and and you work out mentally you work out physically and just it's just another experience that
2: I had that hopefully will fuel the next thing that I do. Well, here's an experience that I had that night. As uh, you convinced me to get a hotel room, I was up worried sick about you that (laughs) night, waiting for you to show up. (laughs) No text, no nothing. And I was like, he's partying with the the fish boys and the goose boys. You trashed the room. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. So... I texted the next day. I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I only had, I only had room for one redhead in my life that night. <laughs> Trey. Trey, and Trey Trey's yeah,
1: he's a redhead.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, if I had to bet at 5 p.m. that that was going to happen, it, I, I would have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. No, that, that was freaking um, just an amazing story. And I'm so glad we had you on uh, to, to tell that. I think that's if anyone's listening and like not into that story. I don't know what to tell you. It's not going to get much better than that. Uh, it's just—it's incredible. It's incredible, like culmination of events from your childhood to now, and that's just the way to put it. It's crazy.
0: And the story start to finish was what a year, just for context.
1: Uh, the the Perry Show was sure. a year, but the first time that I actually had a, a job with them, like, was November in Texas. So that was the first time I met there them. You go. So it hasn't hasn't even been a year. Insane. Crazy. Crazy. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on and letting me tell the story. I, I'm sorry if it ran long. I was no, going to get on some rants.
2: No, it's oh, great. Thanks for coming on. good. It. People often say, uh, can you guys do a little bit longer of a show, podcast? And yeah, that happens a lot, which surprises me. But And now they'll hear this and be like, can you guys go back to doing a little bit of a shorter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just really dial it in. Uh, dial it in. Um, no, it's, again, again, it's amazing. Uh, I'm excited, Mike. I'm actually seeing you tomorrow. We're uh, heading up to Lake Placid. Um, so when people hear this, that'll already be in the past. Uh, but I'm excited to that, for that and uh, hang out again and, and, you know, see some wildlife maybe. Yeah, right. There's nothing in the there's Adirondacks. There's nothing in the Adirondacks. We've already Animals gone over not that. Exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Well, we'll hang out and have a, a dark beverage. I'm very, very much looking forward to that. Yeah. I do have a, are you bringing your FPV? I,
1: no, I can't fly there. I know, but. It's a high peaks.
2: Yes. What am I going to do? do? I don't, no, no, know. But in, in Wilmington, uh, if you did bring it, I have a, I have a funny idea for a, a cabin shoot. If you wanted to just goof around. Well, then I'll bring it. It's All fine. right. Cool. cool. Done. Cool. 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 That was. Easy. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so looking forward to tomorrow. It's
1: going to be amazing. Yeah. Shooting a um, Ray blow too. Yeah, explain to the the common folk what a Ray Below is. Um, it's the percussion player playing bass. The percussion. It's the Goose Boys, but it's the percussion mm-hmm. player playing bass. Uh, Rick is the guitar player, um, and Pete, who's the piano player, plays guitar um, as well. And it's just they them acoustically, and uh, they're playing on the strip, on Main Street, in that little park right on Mirror Lake, and it's going to be the most beautiful yeah scene like i just cannot wait for the scene if they get like a beautiful sunset like how fire is that going to be if the freaking sky's lit and and you can get a bunch of people watching them it's just oh, it's going to be it, the sun sets behind the stage too it's just it's going to be sick i
0: know you can't yeah, fly but at some point thing. you're gonna have to find a way to incorporate your drone into this into the mix
1: oh oh into what mix just like this this concert photography gig oh i already it? did yeah Oh shit! I got I got posted hour. by uh, I got yeah, posted by soldier. Yeah, no, 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 I'm done. I'm walking away. <laughs> no, I did I did that though, and it, it worked out really well. People were really uh, stoked by it, and I, I was thrilled. Like it, they they look really cool. Different perspectives. I I, I want to do more.
2: Yeah, for yeah. Sure. And, uh, and r- wrapping up thought. No matter what your discipline is, we, oh, I'm a wildlife photographer. Uh, I'm a wedding photographer. Like. Try to do try to do everything. It's the same as a musician just saying, like, I only do the blue scale, like the, the pentatonic, like one, three, one, three, one, four, one, four. Like that's all I do. No, like try, try classical, try jazz. Learn learn as much as you can. It will help you in every aspect of music for the rest of your life. And the same thing, like Mike and I have had this talk many times of like, ah, oh, it's so cool. Like wildlife, like I, I can see that same approach in wildlife to what you're doing in concert photography that's so different from others or the skill that he has with a drone let me bring this in and get this very unique look that anyone that's like i'm a concert photographer is probably you know they got their 70 you know 24 to 70 i don't know what the main lens that probably has and stays on the entire time and they're running around taking photos like that's great and all but there's these avenues that are untouched and the more that you work on other disciplines and other things in life the better your craft will be in every aspect that you're you're aiming at even just like wildlife photographers in general i feel like
1: you know they they're just like oh i can't make money with this there's just there's no market for these images and you know it just it's a I'll just do it for myself and it's like no like you can take your portfolio and just because it's not going to be taking pictures of animals i'm sure you have other passions parlay what you love into something that can be of value to you like mm-hmm. shooting p- product photography it was never something that i envisioned for myself but because i took pictures of all those animals and every who can't get down with a a nice Fox shot, you know, like mm-hmm. who's yeah. going to look at that and be like, Oh no, 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 that's not for me. Whereas like, if you're only a product f- shot photographer and you shoot a product that I'm not interested in, uh, then you, you, you run the risk of losing an audience, you know, mm-hmm. or, or a potential new client or something like that. But if you branch out and, you know, like you said, you're a wedding photographer, but you also, you know, take pictures of foxes and raccoons and stuff like that, then you know, you're only casting a wider net to yep. pull something
2: in, you know, that could be, that could pay you. Let's be honest. Weddings are wildlife.
1: Oh my God. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the gauntlet. No, thank oh
1: you. That's God. where I draw the line. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, hate, no, I, can't. I hate to I won't, trash it, but I won't and I'm, not, it. I'm not, I'm not trashing it, it no, but it yeah, definitely takes to
0: people who do it. Yeah.
1: It takes a different mentality. It's like teachers, right? Being able to work with kids. Like I, I can't do that like no way but the people that can like Aaron you know like yeah. more power to you man I just I don't have the patience for that
2: yeah and the people that could be like Navy Seals like Mike I feel like uh, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not
0: all right thank you very much Mike thank you for your time you. and for sharing that all for free lots of nuggets in there of useful information that people can hopefully apply
1: yeah, Thank you. Sure. Thanks for having me guys. Until yeah, next
2: time. We'll have you on again for sure.
1: Till next time. episodes from now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right buddy, I'll see you tomorrow. Yep. See ya. See you guys.